So it's good to be with you again. I want to share this time about forgiveness as both gift and decision. It's not easy to forgive. Yet it's not impossible. Uh, it's made possible by the grace of God. Uh, it's a supernatural grace that God gives us. And it's his desire that we'd always be set free from the pain that we have to endure through uh, unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness. Uh, so we can actually be free uh, from uh, being captive to these emotions. Uh, and the greatest thing that we can do as human beings is actually to forgive. So let's talk about it. Uh, Michael McGoldrick, uh, uh, he was uh, uh, in Northern Ireland. His son was murdered when he was driving his taxi around during the conflict some years ago. Uh, and Michael and his, uh, his wife were so sort of uh, exasperated and, and angry and bitter and feeling so low that they actually contemplated suicide because they'd lost their son in this uh, devastating way. In the midst of their grief and their anger and their despair, they actually turned to the Lord. Uh, Michael uh, had a moment where he had that picture inside of himself of Jesus crucified, and he realized that, well, God's son was murdered too for our salvation. And it led him to realize that he needed to forgive uh, and he received the grace to do that. And on the morning of the funeral, he just had this word come to him, you know, bury your pride when you bury your son. And that's what he did. You know, he actually chose to forgive those who were responsible. And before the TV cameras the next day, and he let them know that he'd actually forgiven. They were all astounded at that. And he decided that he'd actually um started a ministry for orphans in Romania as a way of just carrying out this act of forgiveness that had been given to him and the mercy of God that had struck his heart. Uh, it could have gone another way, but that's how he chose to go under God's grace. And so we too can choose to do that. It's a big grace to forgive, isn't it? Uh, it, it you could hold on to your resentment and your bitterness and make judgments about others and forever. But God's purpose is, you know, to give us a grace, to be able to let go of that. And healing comes when we stop blaming others for what's happened uh, and leave the judgment to God. Uh, and just the, let the bitterness ooze out of us, as it were, as we forgive. Uh, it's a decision that to let go of the clenched fist. As a, we can be hold, holding up a fist against another person, against an institution, inside ourselves. And it's a matter of just letting that go. Letting go of the clenched, the clenched fist and just giving over to God. And so it's withdrawing all the judgments that I've held against the other. Uh, it's um, not wanting to hurt others or to seek revenge of others. It's, it's choosing not the feelings, but it's actually choosing to, um, to give that over. Uh, and so we release the grip that we've had on that person who's offended us through this choice of forgiveness. And no matter how great the injustice is, it can be really extreme injustice that's been done to you, but there is a grace, uh, no matter how profound the offence, uh, to choose to forgive. Another example, uh, Immaculate uh, Libagidza, um from Rwanda. 
1994, you might remember there was a violent outbreak in Rwanda uh, of genocide, where the one group uh, was uh, you know, killing the other group. And she was a Tutsi, and, and so she was uh, marked out for death. Uh, they were called cockroaches by the others and not worthy of life, you know. So it was a real hatred, brut- brutal sort of uh, uh, spirit there at that time. Uh, it's an ethnic cleansing of a, a brutal kind, of all those that were undesirable. So she was caught up in this. She actually um, hid uh, successfully, like in the bathroom in a cupboard <laughs> for a number of uh, months, really, and the friend was coming and just giving her food, etc. And so she was able to sort of stay free from this uh, awful, um, brutal attack. But unfortunately, she lost all her family. They were all hacked to death uh, at one time or another. And so when she came out from her hiding place and uh, was rescued by the United Nations, she had to then come to grips with what had happened to her family. And it was really hard for her. You know, she went to the local village where uh, her family lived and uh, heard the stories of how they had been hacked to death and how they, they ended their lives in such a horrible way. And, and this is what she wrote. Uh, I want to read it to you, actually, because it's a very profound uh, experience that she had at that time. She, she was a Christian. She'd already decided to forgive. She'd already made up her mind that, yeah, that's what we do as Christians, we forgive. But now when she was faced with the harsh reality of what had happened to her family and the, and the, the, the stories that were so lurid that she had re- heard, uh, this is what she felt. She said, My soul was at war within itself. I'd struggled so hard to forgive, but now I felt duped for having done so. I had no clemency left in me. Seeing my home in ruins and visiting the lonely, forgotten graves of my loved ones had choked the life out of my forgiving spirit. When my neighbours whispered the stories of my family's sadistic murders in my ears, the feelings of hatred that I thought I'd banished from my soul, they just sprang violently from the depths of my being with renewed vigour. My heart hungered for revenge, and I raged inside myself, those bloody animals, those animals, those animals, those bloody animals. That was how she felt. So this weight upon her was so heavy of negative thoughts, dragging her into a new darkness. She said, I never felt lonelier at that point because I knew I was against God and what was his heart. But my feelings were so strong, they were, I was captive to them. You know, I, I knew my thoughts caused him pain uh, and, and that the knowledge of that really tortured me, but I couldn't let go. So she's on her knees at this point, begging the Lord for forgiveness for the hateful thoughts that she was uh, unfortunately raging within her and, and, and crying out to him to fill her with the power of love and forgiveness, which was his heart. And in this desperate time as she was on the floor praying and crying out to God, uh, she began to think of the truth, that these ones that had done such a damage to her family, they too were children of God. They too were loved by God. And and so she cried out, Help me to forgive them, Lord. And with this prayer, like she experienced a rush of air in her lungs. Uh, And 
and, and she felt a lot of the, the bitterness going out of her. So she was inhaling the Holy Spirit, giving her the grace to forgive, and exhaling all of the rottenness that was in her heart as a result of that bitterness and hatred that was dissipating. Uh, and so she had this moment uh, of being set free. She said, I ask God's forgiveness that, that he would end the cycle of hatred, that hatred that's always so close to the surface, really, unfortunately, in the human heart. And so she was able to forgive. But then she had to work that out in a real way. The next day she went back to the village and she organised for her family, the bodies of her family members, to have a proper burial. That too brought closure to her. Then a few weeks later, she asked to be taken to the prison where the man who was responsible for the death of her mother and her closest brother uh, and, and this was very challenging for her. She wanted to encounter this man and speak forgiveness. And they dragged him into the room, uh, somewhat dishevelled and limping, because he'd been beaten many times, obviously, for what he'd done. Uh, and she immediately recognised him as the man uh, who... Uh, she, she played with his kids in the village as they were growing up. And he was a respectable man. A good man, seemingly, but then this hatred had entered into his, his heart. Satan had taken hold of him. Uh, and, and so they were roughly throwing him to the, her knees in front of her. And he was too scared to look up at her. When he did, he, he saw who it was. Uh, he blanched like his whole face uh, like paled as a result out of fear because he knew that he was responsible for the death of her family. Uh, and, and she looked upon him, and she said, with great mercy. She felt sorry for him. Uh, she felt tears running down her, her face as, as she looked upon this, this man who had previously been quite a handsome man, but now filthy and disheveled and, and beaten and bruised through, through the treatment he'd received and somewhat emaciated. And, and she was just filled with compassion for him, which is a grace from God. Uh, and, and she said, I was just overwhelmed with pity for the man. Uh, and and the, the commandant was sort of crying, crying out to him, you know, tell her why you did this and uh, explain to her why you did this to her family. Uh, and she said, um, she just stood there looking upon him under the grace of God. And he did look up again. And this time their eyes met. And she took that moment to say what she'd come to say. Eye to eye, she said, I forgive you. That's a beautiful gift, isn't it? That man, of course, no doubt, gained something from that grace of forgiveness. But she gained more. She was set free of the deeper place in her spirit. And that's what's important to know about forgiveness. Is yes, it's a decision under God's grace. And it sets you free. It delivers you from being captive to feelings that are so deep and strong that they can destroy you. Now, another example that comes to mind is um, Corrie Ten Boom and her sister Betsy in Ravensbrook Prison Camp in the Second World War. They had to work on a rock quarry uh, and they were given brutal treatment. Uh, and Betsy was much weaker than Corrie physically and she was dying actually. 
and on her deathbed, she said to Kari, I know you're going to get out of this place. She had some sort of prophetic insight. And then when you do, I want you to tell the whole world that there's no pit so deep that the mercy of God is not deeper. And Corrie did get out quite miraculously from that camp. She was rescued. And at the end of the war, she went round telling people the message that her sister had told her to tell, you know, of the mercy of God, of the forgiveness of God that she'd experienced. But she got a shock one day when in the south of Germany she was giving a talk and this man came up at the end of her, her sermon, as it were, and he said, do you remember me? And as she saw him approaching, she said, oh my goodness, she froze. She knew he was one of the key men responsible for the death of her sister. And she had rising up within herself all sorts of feelings of bitterness and hatred that she didn't know was still within herself. And she froze. Uh, she couldn't move. She said, I was like a piece of wood. I couldn't move. Uh, and, and he said to her, look, I was in that camp. Do you remember me? She couldn't speak. Uh, and he said, I've now become a Christian. And I've received God's forgiveness. But I need to hear you forgive me. And she couldn't do it. She so cried out within her spirit, Lord, help me, help me. And she felt at that moment a rush of, of love come upon her, of the warmth of God's grace upon her. And so she was able to look him in the eye and say, Yes, I do forgive you. You see, it's a grace from God. But I want to also mention, going back to what Betsy said when she was dying, you know, there's no pit so deep that the mercy of God is not deeper. See, why did she know that? Well, she was in a pit of terrible brutality and human cruelty. Uh, but she knew Jesus. She knew that Jesus hung on the cross, and as he hung on that cross, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He on that cross experienced all of the rottenness and cruelty and violence of humanity. He experienced it in his very body and in his very spirit. Uh, he experienced the lostness of human beings without God and what that leads to. It leads to the sort of things like those Nazi prison camps. Uh, and so she knew Jesus. And she knew that Jesus had been to that pit, that deepest pit of human misery and suffering and, and brutality. She'd been to that place. Jesus had been to that place and that he'd risen from that place. And there is our hope, that there's no pit so deep, that the mercy of God is not deeper. So, my dear friends, I do invite you to reflect on your own life, and is there somebody who you haven't forgiven? Then simply identify it, sit with it, and ask the Lord for the grace. He will give you the grace. But then you must decide. Don't go by your feelings. Your feelings can be all over the place and it takes a long time for your feelings to catch up. But you can choose to forgive. That's what's most important. It's a choice. And then the feelings will catch up later. Uh, and you'll feel a deep freedom in your spirit once you've done that. You'll know that's the way, that there's God's way. 
Uh, and so you won't be perpetuating the violence that's in this world by that seems to increase in more and more the, more the less we are to forgive. So don't be increasing the violence in this world. Make a choice. Yeah, I just, just invite you to choose to forgive. When we really forgive from the heart, that's what God wants and that's what will liberate you and you'll never regret it. Bless his name.